Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, alongside Christian, my brother. My name is Brian Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Please go and use that promo code THP, and the next time you go and use DraftKings services, and you use their services, because... We get special little goodies from from them when you use that promo code. So we'd appreciate it very much. So anyways, guys, it started with 82. It is now zero. The playoffs start Monday. I, I, I can't not smile. The regular season is over. This is it. The Dallas Stars have clinched their spot in the playoffs. This is the best team that we have seen in years and we still don't even know who the Stars are going to play, and we won't know until after the Colorado game tomorrow night. So, anyways, Chris, how are you doing this fine evening? Yeah, mostly tonight I'm thinking, like, yeah, a hockey game happened. Sure, it did. That's Yeah, that's kind of what happened. Both goalies were really good. The Stars' first line didn't really show up. But you know what? Who cares? They won the game. They end the season with the longest win streak of the season, six games in a row. They have done everything they could to clinch the division. I stated earlier, I think early March, that I would be disappointed if the Stars didn't win the division. At this point, they've done everything they could. So if they lose the division and Avalanche win tomorrow, not upset. Very happy with how they've closed out the season. They've taken care of business against some bad opponents, and they've done their job. So. Very happy with the Stars' end of the season. 
this gives you all the momentum going into the playoffs. And there was actually a twinge of sadness for me when the final clock hit zero, just because it was a great regular season for the Dallas Stars. Best one since 2015, 2016. God treasure these when you get them. Yeah, Stars fans, we know they are fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully with where this team is right now, Chris, with Jamie Ben resurging, everybody seems to be doing really well. Mason Marchment is back in the lineup. We've got young kids who are who look like they're going to be superstars in this league. And I'm not talking about Jason Robertson, who already is a bona fide mm-hmm. superstar in this league. We've got players who are veterans who are in some cases 38 years old who are scoring at top five seasons in their career when it comes to point per- points. It, Joe Pavelski. Um, just it feels like we should string a few together. <laughs> this feel that this feels, feels like the start of something. Right. And this feels different than last season. This feels different. And it's the other thing I was thinking about as we went through this game and thinking, I was just like, you know, I really don't care how this game goes out. I mean, of course I want to see the stars win. And of course I want to see them win the division, but it's nice to be able to lean back and just enjoy watching a hockey game. And there's not a twinge of anxiety of the stars not making the playoffs or making the playoffs in the final couple of games in the season. Uh, I continue to say it every single every single time we talk about this topic. There was the one year, I still can't remember what season it was, all Dallas had to do was beat Minnesota in the final game of the season in any fashion, and they would have been in the playoffs. And they didn't do it. So that anxiety was so nice not to have coming down the last two, three weeks of the season. And then on top of that, we play a great game against Vegas, which I was thoroughly entertained with. That was a great game, both sides. And I know that it was a one-on-one tie, basically, but both teams were playing excellent defense. It, I enjoyed defensive hockey when it's good defensive hockey. And, and then both the fact played great, too. That was the other thing I was going to mention, too, is that Ottinger and Quick both were playing amazing out of their minds, especially Jake Ottinger. He just got the one extra save there at the end. But... Then the other thing about this team is that not only do they take care of business earlier in the season, they start off well, they still do well, they end the season on a six-game winning streak, which I think is their longest of the season it or is. pretty close to the longest of the season. longest of the season. I mean, you can't ask for any more better circumstances for the Dallas Stars right now. You really can't. Yep. And the way the schedule worked out, they kind of had to get the longest winning streak of the season with this schedule. I mean, it lined up with a lot of bad teams coming at the end and they took care of business and they had that one big game in the middle and they showed up for the big game and they played great. Like you said, so yeah, no complaints going into the playoffs. You're going in rolling. You're going in with your goaltender with a shutout. Your lineup is fully back. We haven't talked about that yet. Marchment that shows I up was, tonight. Yeah, that was my next thing. Yeah. It looks looks like green light go. There's only one thing, only one more domino needs for this to fall for the stars for this to be the perfect end to the regular season. And we'll see if that falls tomorrow night. 
So what I'd like to do real, real quick, Chris, is since the game was a hockey game, <laughs> it was hockey. We'll, we'll very we'll very quickly talk about the game, and then what I'd like to do is just kind of briefly discuss the season in review. And I mean, we'll do that a little bit um, on Sunday. I guess we'll go ahead and we'll say it now. We're gonna do a special episode on Sunday night. We'll probably do that around the t- same time we normally do it, ten fifteen ish, maybe earlier. Just. Uh, I, I got to get with James about that and see what he can do. But uh, on that episode, we'll we'll really dive in into the season and review for the Dallas Stars and then look at all of the matchups in the NHL. And then we'll really dive in into the Stars-specific matchup on that episode. So stay tuned for that special Sunday night episode live, uh, of course, uh, everywhere you watch us, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or uh, on YouTube. So... Chris, let's talk about the game for a split second. It, it was it was a game. <laughs> so I, I think my biggest thing out of this game is just the fact, and I appreciated it. I know this is silly to talk about, but both teams didn't bang the body. Like, like it was, okay, we understand what, that this is a hit. This game has no significance whatsoever. Let's just try to stay healthy. And I do appreciate St. Louis like not going full out and you know playing for pride or something like that because it, it I mean it, it's nice to be able to have our full lineup going into the playoffs. I know that's silly to say. Oh, we we appreciate it, St. Louis, but I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a full NHL game. It wasn't like the Blues were fighting for no. a playoff spot or anything. There's definitely a little bit of a difference. Right. So the other thing we got to talk about and. We'll get into a little bit uh, at the end going into the season review, but what I'd like to talk about now is just uh, Ottinger and Bennington. Uh, They were both excellent tonight, and you know what? I got to give Bennington credit because he is the only reason this game was one nothing. I mean, I know you said that the first line didn't show up, Chris, but I disagree with you. They had had chance after chance. The first period especially, yeah. Yes, and and they had a – like, the first 10 minutes of the second period, that was like yeah. – I didn't write anything down. I was so boring. <laughs> there was nothing going on. But, like, you know, around the eight-minute mark, seven, six-minute mark of the second period, the Stars started pressing and being like, okay, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll go for the win. And they started getting some chances. But the, just Bennington was absolutely excellent tonight in this game. Yeah, he, he really was. I mean – we should have scored three goals in the first period and Bennington was the only reason we didn't. He was the only reason why the blues were even close. And he gave his first line a chance at the end of the game when there shouldn't have been one. And then in response to Bennington's great overall game, Ottinger had a great last three minutes. And that's how pretty much the most exciting parts of the game. There were the saves. Right. Pretty much. And uh, at one point, the St. Louis blues had not had a shot in almost 16 minutes of gameplay. So, I, I mean, talk about being bored or being that rec goalie that sits in the back while your team is really good and the other team really sucks or something. I mean, like, just... Uh, I mean, it was a game. <laughs> and when Ottinger needed to be good, he was good. He was great. I mean, those the last six on five, he made four huge saves. So, really big. So let's talk about some of the chances here tonight because I felt like the Stars had a ton that just didn't go in tonight. This lot. game could have easily been three, four, five, nothing. It just could have been like all the other ones we've had in the last six. 
So there was a chance for Delandria. This is just in the first period, by the way. There's a chance for Delandria shorthanded. Hints fanned on a one-timer. Johnston missed a chance on a tip. Kiwi Ranta had a tip that went wide. Uh, probably the biggest one of the first period was been in the slot and just nobody could get to the rebound. And it was just chaos around Bennington. And I still don't understand how that didn't go in. So that, that was just the first period alone, Christian. Yeah. And there was lots more, so, especially in the third. <laughs> the third had a lot. The uh, second was pretty boring. The second period, I legitimately did not write anything for the first 10 minutes of the period, which is extremely <laughs> rare. I can at least find something to write about. You know, good D play here or a great save by Ottinger here. Uh, Bennington had a good play behind his net. I don't know, something. Yeah. But in the second period towards the end, again, around the eight-minute mark, Dallas just started pressing, and they had a couple of chances – Gosh dang it, Colin Miller, where where has your shot been this whole season? Can you please use it more often? I mean, seriously, the guy has an absolute cannon of a slap shot. It might not be the most accurate thing in the world, but who cares? I, was about I to would say, be terrified. I was about to say, it rarely hits the net, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. So he had a bomb the first time at 8.02. At 7.45, he had another bomb, and then... Hints just can't get to it. Pavelski had a chance as well. Johnston had a chance uh, as well. And then I think the biggest one was Evgeny Dodonov had two chances tonight. The The first one, he he's literally right there. He gets himself in perfect position. And just at the exact right time, the St. Louis defender lifts his stick and it goes straight into the netting above the, the glass. And that's the sec- that's the second period. And then the third period, he hits the freaking post. Man, I, I mean, like, Dodonov cannot he's, – he's snake bit right now. Like, yeah, he, he had a great a game. He just couldn't score. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he probably was the no- most noticeable Dallas star on the night on the ice tonight other than uh, Jay Cottinger. So – it was just it, it sucked for him, and then uh, Johnson was able to get the rebound on that. He scores his twenty fourth of the year. He ties Maddie Beniers. Maddie Beniers is currently playing right now, I think, and there's a chance that he can get a goal tonight and solidify that spot as the number one rookie uh, rookie goal scorer in the NHL. But Johnson has been fantastic, Christian, and. I mean, he's he's a guy. He's exactly a kind of guy that a team who is looking to make a deep playoff push needs. You need somebody who is a cheap contract who can score you a bunch of goals like this, and who is a very effective player. And he is everything that the Stars have needed and more this season. Kind of reminds me of Tyler Sagan on that Boston Bruins team that won the Cup. I mean, kind of the similar role there. He's kind of deep in the lineup, but he's going to score goals pretty consistently, and he's been doing that all year. So definitely agree with that. And, and I didn't even mention Dodonov, but there was a third opportunity for him. He had a chance to, like, a, a semi-breakaway that Ben set him up for, and he just wasn't able to get he was hooked. a really decent shot off of it. So He was hooked. <laughs> yeah, he, he was hooked. He wasn't was called. For, for lack of a better term, yeah. So... And, and, and then the the whole Bennington thing, 
Pavs was completely denied and it was blocked by a St. Louis defenseman in front of Bennington. I have no idea how that didn't go in in the third period. So Andre makes some big saves at the end of the game. He gets his fifth shutout of the season. Dallas's one nothing win is their first one since April 12th of 2022, almost a year to the day ago, a year, a year and a day. So Fantastic by the Dallas Stars to take care of this tonight. And, yeah, that was pretty much the game tonight. Chris, what, what did you see from this game? Good game. Kind of what I expected. Not not very uh, fast-paced. Eventful. Not very eventful. Good goaltending by Jake Ottinger. You always expect that. Um, stars took care of business. They won. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting the Stars to go out there, win the game. They did. I didn't really care how it happened. Okay, so... That's the game. Biggest winner, biggest loser, real quick, as he Chris blows celebratory bubbles. Um, uh, biggest winner, Jake Ottinger shutout. He finally got it. He he hardly ever gets any for some reason, but there's one. I know it always seems like there's one goal, and like even the the announcer for the for ESPN said something about it. He said the word shutout, and I even wrote it down on my notes. And like, yeah, announcer announcers say shutout. I was pissed. Facepalm. I was, like, I was right. mad. I was like, are you it kidding me? Over time. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Uh, thankfully, that wasn't the case tonight. But anyways, uh, for me, my biggest winner, I'll give it to Wyatt Johnston. Uh, the guy is ending the season with 24 goals. Most rookies never even hit the 20-goal plateau. And I mean, when you look at some of the players in history who have had worse seasons than Wyatt Johnston has had in their rookie seasons, that just gets me even more excited. I mean, can you imagine a line of Jamie Benn, Wyatt Johnston, and then Logan Stegenkoven comes up to the team next year and he makes his debut? Yeah, and that's supposedly I mean, your that, that would be great. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That would be absolutely fantastic. Just uh, It gets me excited. And this team is, is a Stanley Cup. That they're set up to go deep in the playoffs right now and they've still got a guy in the pipeline who yeah exactly they've got a guy in the pipeline who is probably going to win the whl this year in the playoffs and then maybe even win the memorial cup so we'll we'll see how how he does but let's kind of transition a little bit do you want to do a biggest loser i don't want to do a biggest loser tonight i'll do a biggest loser biggest loser bennington because he's a big fat loser (laughs) he's a baby Okay, um, it, let's let's get into it. Um, season in review. There's so many things that we can talk about, but we're just going to keep this open, open-ended. And what's something this season that happened that you absolutely did not expect to happen? Like, what's the what's the biggest surprise? of the season for you, Chris, and like the most meaningful to this team and how well they've done this year. The biggest surprise to me that has meant the most to this team is the Renaissance. I mean, that has just totally turned the team around. It's given what you've talked about for forever, a solid third line that scores consistently. That's a, that's a Stanley cup recipe right there. A third line that can score. He's created that with Wyatt Johnston. And yeah, I mean, I did not see that coming at all, obviously. I had lots of Ben slander, and I have never been more happy to be wrong in my slander. He is fantastic again. Uh, 
love the Renaissance. Love that he's back. Now, I don't think that's the most important storyline of this season, but I think for the team, just watching the team, I, I think that is probably the most meaningful to this team is how good he's been, how important he is to this squad. And, I mean, we we kind of chastised him a little bit and criticized him during the offseason season. He's, you know, making almost $10 million and he's not putting up the numbers that we need him to. But he comes into this season, no expectations. He gets lower ice time. His role with the team has greatly diminished compared to where it used to be. He used to be top line, left wing. Now he is relegated to second slash third line, whatever you want to call it, 2A, 2B line. And he ends the season with 33 goals, Christian. 33 goals. And just the play that he has, I, I think that's going to be the most important thing for this team. Just at, at an intangible level. The fact that he is he is so beloved by this team, by this franchise, by this fan base. And I just want to see him win a Stanley Cup. I, I really feel like he deserves one and I hope by the end of his career that he can get it. But I think that's probably the most meaningful and most important storyline for the Dallas Stars team this season. Yeah. Him, Pavelski and Suter. I mean, those are the three guys that you're saying who are winning the cup for. It's those three guys really, but yeah, Jamie Ben is even in those three, in my opinion, is the guy who deserves it more. I mean, He's been with this franchise, never left them. The franchise attacked him, and he doesn't care. He still loves the franchise. He loves the team. He loves the guys he plays for. And after the 2020 run, getting so close and coming just short, man, uh, Jamie Ben at the top of his game in the playoffs is it, going to be There's so nobody better. I, I think he's going better. to be one of the best players in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Even if it doesn't show up on the score sheet, he is going to be impactful, madly impactful. So he, he's one of the best playoff players that you could ask for. He's he's going to need to be a difference for this team to go deep and to to have a chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Like it, he has to be good because there's not because you know that the top line and we'll talk about them in a second is going to get all the attention from either Minnesota or Seattle or LA, whoever we play at this point. I think that's one of our, we can only play one of those three teams at this point, mm -hmm. but it, he has to be good. He has to be good. And I want to see him do well. And this, I mean, Chris, for lack of a better term, this might be it. This may be it. We may, we may never you see never this know. again, this kind never of team. Know. I mean, we talk about how good the team could be next year, but, I mean, we don't necessarily don't know. know that. So that's what I was talking about earlier. You got to savor it when you get it. And uh, even I, I was I was listening to the podcast. Uh, shout out to Ludwig. I think it's called Suds with Luds. Great podcast. He mm -hmm. had Mo on there. Uh, and early, he talked about how Madonna had a, a good run early in the season and early in his career. And he didn't even think much of it. He was like, oh, yeah, we did pretty good in the playoffs. I'm sure we'll get that back there soon. And then it's forever until he gets back to that point. You you never know when you get to get a, a big chance. And 
starts at the top of the division. I mean, they might they may win the division. You never know when you're going to get the chance to be the top seed, go into the playoffs with good position. You got to take advantage when the time comes, and the time is here. You never know when it can go away. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every game during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA team. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. So I'm going to go ahead and say this because it's on my mind, but like you talked about three players that you really want to get the cup for. You want to get it for Suter. You want to get it for Pavelski. You really, really want to get it for Ben. But one of my favorite videos of all time in hockey history is when I believe it was 2001. It was the Colorado avalanche and Ray Bork who had been playing in the NHL for almost 22 years. I think at that point he had just gotten traded from Boston, got sent to Colorado with a chance to win the Stanley cup and to watch him raised the cup for the first time in his 40s after 22 seasons. That That's one of the greatest memories and one of the greatest things I think I've ever watched in the sport of hockey. I want that so bad for all three of those players. I want to see a moment like that for all three of those players. And this, this I mean, it could happen. This it absolutely it. could happen. Yeah. So... Let's. I, I need to move on to a different topic before I get more teary-eyed about this. But, <laughs> anyways, let, let's talk about an obvious, more kind of season in review thing. The top line for the Dallas Stars is absolutely the reason why this team is as good as they are. They were talking about so much t- uh, statistics during the ESPN broadcast tonight, which, by the way, I thought they did a really good job tonight. Way better than TNT uh, last night, in my own opinion. So that's just me. I, I just appreciated it more tonight. That, I like that is it. Ryan's personal opinion. It does not reflect the opinions of all other people on the podcast. <laughs> or of THPN. Or of THPN <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> um, but when you have a, a line who has scored 52 five-on-five goals, and that's the most in the NHL, and it's not even close, I think the next line 
had like 40 something. I think it was like 43 or 44. You can't not look at the top line of Robertson, Hintz, and Pavelski and say that that line is absolutely not a reason why the Stars had such a great season this year. Yeah, I mean, we we talked for the past two seasons now. Like, all right, we shouldn't expect that same thing from the top line, but if they could get close, we would still be a very good team. And they they one up themselves every single year. And especially <laughs> especially this year, you have to give credit to Robertson. I mean, he has taken a step even above Rope and Pavelski have as one of the elite scorers in the entirety of the NHL. He is one of the best players in hockey in the entire world. And you have to give props for that. And making him the cornerstone of your franchise moving forward, that's a big deal. I mean, locking those got him, Hintz, Ottinger, Haskinen, there's your core. We got we got that going. And to see him take that step right after signing that contract, boy, we love it. It's a good thing that we didn't sign him to a one-year deal. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. He'd be taking he us to the be, bank. <laughs> yeah. He'd be looking for 12, 13 million at this point, Chris, honestly. So Robertson ends the year 82 games, 46 goals, 63 points for 100 or 63 assists for 109 points. Excuse me. His plus minus is 37 plus 37. So one of the best in the NHL at that. He was only five points, five points behind number one for the single-season points record, not just in Dallas history, but in franchise history. So this guy was drafted in the second round, Chris. Yeah, and he, He's not he, even a first-round pick. He blows out the Dallas Stars record for Mike Madonna. I mean, he, he's over 100 points. Madonna didn't even touch that when he was a star. I mean, crazy. And he's going to, I think he'll set it again next year. I think he'll do the exact same thing. He'll break the franchise record and set the Dallas Stars record even higher. I want to ask you this question because this is kind of a blow my mind kind of question when I, when I think about this, but is Jason Robertson the best right now, maybe even the best Dallas star we have ever seen like period. Like there's nobody better that we've ever seen. When you're talking about, period like that uh in my opinion you have to show longevity to be called the greatest of all time um so right now i'll say no i'll say he is playing like it for sure but to to be in the category as mike madonna you're gonna have to do that for 15 years so well i think he can do it for sure but he's gonna have to prove it I think we're going to look back 15 years from now. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be 44 when that happens. Good Lord. I'm going to look back when I'm 44 and Jace Robertson is going to be retiring and he's going to be the greatest Dallas star of all time. I just don't don't see it how he's not the greatest Dallas star of all time. And maybe this is a hot take that will haunt me in 15 years, (laughs) but I think by the time... (laughs) By the time his career is over and done with, he will remember be that Jason Robertson guy. Yeah, you said he was better than Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I hope that's not the case, and we're not talking about him like that in like five years. But <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. 
I mean, the past three because, seasons, he's getting better and better, improving us more and more wrong. I mean, I said in the beginning of the season during his contract talks, I was like, it's not like he's a top 10 scorer in the league. And then he's, he's top 10 <laughs> scorer in the league. I mean, he's really just oh, proving me wrong right and left. So, yeah. The, it doesn't look like he's slowing The guy down the is day. ridiculous. The guy is ridiculous. Just, I just want to look at the stats real quick. Just, oh my gosh, it's not even close. <laughs> so, Jason Robertson has 109 points. That's a lot. Jamie Ben is second. How many points does Jamie Ben have, Christian? Uh, 82. He has 77 points. He's tied with Joe Pavelski. Rope Hints has 75. <laughs> he has pretty far 30, down there. He has 30 more points than anybody else on the team. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's. That's very similar the way that I look at Jason Robertson, like a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans look at Connor McDavid and the difference between him and Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl is a freak of nature, fantastic player. And then Connor McDavid is like 30 points ahead of him. It's not even close. It's just ridiculous to see the comparison between the two players. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep. So... I think we're going to look back at the end of his career and say he was the greatest Dallas star of all time. Okay. Buy your Anyways, Robertson jerseys. Anyways, uh, m- moving on. Um, Miro Haskinen. Best Again, another ever. player. <laughs> he, he's he's the best defenseman in the NHL right now. Uh, he's absolutely the best defenseman. Best in the overall NHL right defenseman. Now. Yeah, for sure. I think he. He comes into the league today and uh, into the night tonight. He's already broken Sergei Zubov's record for single-season points for a defenseman with 73. He does that this season. And on top of that, this was an interesting uh, statistic that Leah Hextall from the ESPN broadcast actually had. But Leah Hextall said that he has, what was it, 18.2... Shoot, I wrote it down. Yeah, I have no, no idea I'm what that stat was. It. I know the stat you're talking about. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's going to bother me. I'm not going to be able to find it. I wrote it down. I can't even see it on my notes. He has really good handwriting, everybody, just so you all know. Okay, I found it. Uh, 18.2 <laughs> recoveries per game. He's first in the NHL. So The heck's a recovery? So a recovery is when like he doesn't have the puck or he's out of position, and he recovers from his play out of position or his play without the puck. How do they he's measure the that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but they do. But he is the best in the NHL at that. And then on top of that, he scores 73 points. I, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Mira Heskinen has just taken it to another level with the departure of John Klingberg. Yep, for sure. And he's taken on a bigger role, and he did exactly what we thought he would. He's going to play 30 minutes a night, and he's going to play those 30 minutes better than any other player on the ice. And that's exactly what he did, and he's done it fantastically, and it's going to be great to see it in the playoffs. I mean, we remember 2020, he would have been our uh, playoff MVP that year if we had won. It would have been Miro Heiskanen with a ton of goals. So who knows? He might be a playoff guy. He was a point-per-game player, basically. I think he had one less point than he had games in that bubble run in 2020. So he can do it again. He can absolutely do it again here in the playoffs here in 2023. Jake Ottinger, another player who took his game to another level. 
that we said if the Stars are going to be a good team, if they're going to be a top team in the Western Conference in the Central Division in the NHL, he has to be good. Now, with a little bit of a hiccup in February, he, he's been fantastic. Otherwise, he might have won. He didn't even hiccup in February. In February, the Stars hicked up, and he still won us a lot of games, even when the Stars were playing bad. He he was bad in December, if you remember. And it was oh, maybe after that's his injury. I, maybe that's what I meant. If Ottinger doesn't get injured, it's a two-horse race to the Vesna. I mean, it would be close if it, he didn't get injured, I think. It would be really close. Um, but, yeah, we're still waiting on that perfect season for Ottinger. This one was fantastic. He's still going to finish very high in Vesna voting. And he's going to win a Vesna suit. I mean, the next five years, he's going to win a Vesna. And he, he might win a playoff MVP this year if we win the Cup, too. I mean, he's going to be fantastic in the playoffs. We know that he's going to have to be to beat some of these teams like Edmonton and Vegas. So, we'll see. Another thing I wanted to point out is just when you look at the team across the board, you got players everywhere who could be nominated for trophies, yeah. right? And that's the caliber of a of a Stanley Cup team is when you have players who are very broad and very different things that they do. Ropa Hintz could be nominated for the Selkie. He could absolutely win the Selkie. I don't think he does, but he could. Uh, Wyatt Johnston could win the Calder Trophy. Miro Heiskanen could win the Norris. Jason Robertson, if there wasn't somebody named Connor McDavid, could win the Hart Trophy. Yeah, there's I an mean, argument Jake for Ottinger, all of those. Yeah, yeah. there's a, exactly, and it's again, the, probably none of those guys will win it. But the thing is, is that there's an argument for it. And I don't think if you look back in NHL history with the Dallas Stars that they've had as many players on a team that you could make an argument for for these different trophies. I mean, even Pavelski with the Lady Bing, he's yeah. he's he absolutely could win the, as the most gentleman, gentlemanly player in the NHL. Yeah, and that's one thing I kind of wanted to mention is in our preseason uh, kind of videos – we talked about how the stars have a lot of question marks. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong and so many things that could go right with this team. Um, most of those question marks turned into check marks. I mean, the majority of them, Jamie Ben stepped up first line played better. I mean, give them a gold star first line, especially Jason Robertson, Jake Ottinger check mark for sure. His first full NHL season. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Great. He is for sure. The number one, um, Guy Marcia- played over 60 games this year. Yeah, the, Over the only 60 games and was injured for part of the season. Um, mm, that's true. The only things that are not full check marks, I think, are the defense, other than Miro Heiskanen, Mason Marchment, only in the second half of the season, and then I Tyler Sagan is like a dash, it's still to be determined. If Sagan has a great playoffs, Sagan gets a check mark too. But he's kind of he's kind of riding the fence right now. He's been a lot better than people are giving him credit for, though. I'm not upset with his play, honestly. Yeah, not I'm, upset, the, but not the, astounded. Now, Everyone else, I'm just shocked. I mean, I'm I'm befuddled. Everyone else is playing fantastic. Sagan is like kind of what I expected. The the nice thing about the defense, though, Chris, is that you've got a guy named Thomas Harley who is young, who's come in, and he's I mean, he's done it, Chris. We talked we've talked about it. He's solidified the decor. They, now they've still got some things to work out. I feel like to be like completely tied yeah. down, rampant. No, nothing against them. But again, I'll go back to it. The thing that I loved that, I, and I think Harley has been a big part of this, is we've seen a lot of players 
the defensemen are getting involved in the offense off the rush. And if a defenseman is getting involved in the rush, if there's a rush opportunity the other way, forwards are helping out defensively. That is has been a trademark that I think we were missing, especially in February and early March. And I don't know what happened in the middle of March there, but we started to see it more. And then when Harley joined the team, the last six games here, it's Crazy. just it's rushed <laughs> off. So that is going to be a huge key into how this team is going to be successful in the playoffs. Yeah, they got to I mean, play that two way style both ways. All everybody has to rope, everybody has to ride. Yeah, that was that was the ace in the pocket for Jim Nell. He played it extremely late in the game, but he played it. <laughs> and now we've gone from our defense kind of being the weakness of the team. Like if you're gonna say the Stars' weakness, very obviously it was the defense. Now it's kind of hard. I mean, our defense right now is clicking very well. We have allowed very few goals in the last six games. They're they're kind of rolling right now. They're playing very good. I mean, you really can't ask for anything else. You really can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, what I was saying. I mean, the whole season, everything just worked. Everything just worked correctly. And that's why you can't take these things for granted. I mean, next season, Ben and Sagan could fall off a cliff again. Uh, maybe Marchman is still terrible. Maybe Robertson just isn't the best player ever in Stars history. I mean, you never know. So this year, it went great. And we're going to continue that on to the playoffs and just go ahead and win the Cup early on in this era of Dallas stars hockey. Wouldn't that be great? I also wanted to talk about the, how, how good the special teams has been this year. Top five. In so categories. Exactly. And that was what I was going to point out is this like, again, another thing that you can rely upon in the playoffs and you know, you can do it because you did it in the regular season. Dallas finishes third in penalty kill, and that was consistently good all season. And, I mean, players like Rope Hintz getting involved in the penalty kill. And the penalty kill got so good, and Wyatt Johnston got so good and was able to be relied upon, that we saw Wyatt Johnston taking penalty kill shifts late in the season. Like the last fourth of the season, he started doing penalty kill shifts. And one that says how good that the penalty kill has done, but it too, it shows how much reliability DeBoer can have in a freaking 19 year old rookie who has just taken the, the NHL by storm this year. Yeah. And I- so, and, and then on the, the power play side, it's been a little bit more hit or miss. It's been more up and down, but at the time that we're going into the playoffs, Chris, it's, kind of firing on all cylinders and it probably should have scored tonight. We just, for some reason, just didn't go in the back of the net. Yeah. And I think both of those things really need to be credited to the stars coaching staff um, being that consistent all season long, especially after being so inconsistent last year with with our special teams. I mean, it, it never really went into crisis mode in either direction. So yeah, big props to the coaching staff on that. Not just DeBoer, also his uh, – he's got a special teams coach, I think. Is that correct? I think it is. Well, the the way that it works, he, they've got Steve Spot who runs the power play, and they've got Elaine Nazardine who runs okay. the penalty kill. And both guys have done excellent. Yeah, they've done very Absolutely well. excellent. And, 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 you know, I was being – I should really be like, – reiterate my comment. 
when I said that the power play has kind of been like this, it's been top 10 all yeah. season. It's been up. It's been like this in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, like this. this we went like down to nine at one point, and man, that was yeah, so like bad. That, we I think, were the worst. Yeah, I know. That was like the worst. <laughs> I think that's the worst it got was ninth in the NHL. And I think right now, I think it's fourth, fifth, sure it's fourth. fourth or fifth. So just everything is firing, Chris, and it. I'm trying to tamper my expectations, but I'm going to be absolutely hectic, ecstatic on Wednesday or, or on Monday or Tuesday, whichever day the Stars play on for Game One. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not tamping anything. The Stars should be <laughs> fantastic. They should be an extremely good team. They they may not be a favorite to win the Cup, but they are definitely a Cup contender this year. I mean, we talk about window and like, oh, maybe this team has to learn a few things. No, I don't care. This is a great hockey team. This is one of the four best hockey teams, I think, going into the playoffs for playoff hockey. We talk about that. It's a little bit different. We'll talk a lot about that in the preview show, I'm sure. But as a playoff mm-hmm. team, we are a top four team, and there is nothing stopping this team from winning. This team is built to win the Stanley Cup right now. And yes, it might get better later, but it's ready now. So go do it. One of my biggest things that I always talk about, and I stole this from somebody else. I forgot who I stole this from, but before you can be a Stanley Cup champion, you have to learn you have to learn how to lose. Right? And I want to take a look at the last two Stanley Cup champions, right? When you look at what Tampa Bay has done the past three years, it's I mean, I've never seen anything like it, especially in the cap era in the NHL. They won two Stanley Cups back-to-back, and then they went to the Stanley Cup final, right? Yep. No one talks about what happened before that, Chris. What happened before that in 2019? President's Trophy. They took it by a landslide and got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets, who won their first-ever playoff series in four games. They learned how to lose. The laughing stock of the NHL. What happened to the Colorado Avalanche before they won their Stanley Cup last year? Couldn't get out of the first round. They couldn't. Well, they got out of the first round. They couldn't get out of the second round. Second. And Dallas was one. Dallas was one of the problems there in 2020. They couldn't get out of the second round against Dallas. But they went through their years of losing. They finally three, get past the second round. Yeah, I think it was like three years. I think you're right. It was three years in a row. And they are able to win the cup. When you look at Dallas, a lot of the players that lost the Stanley Cup final in 2020 are still here. Tyler Sagan, Miro Haskinen, Joe Pavelski. Jason Robertson was around there. He wasn't playing. That that still blows my mind that he was not playing then. And most importantly, you have Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn was there. Everybody saw the documentary that Jeff Totes put together. It's still on YouTube. It's about an hour long. Go and watch it. The very last scene of that documentary, I will remember for the rest of my life, is him just sitting there in the locker room alone. There's nobody. Nobody. They've all gone back to the the hotel room in Edmonton, and he's just sitting there thinking about what could have been. This is it, Chris. This is it, whether it be this year or the year after. But they've learned how to lose. They know what it takes to win in the playoffs. This is it. And that that just gives me a chill down my spine just thinking about that. It's like this team learned how to lose, and they're going to learn how to win. I think this is it. I really feel like this is it. 
They're ready to win. There you go. I've, un- I've untamped your expectations. They have been untamped. <laughs> Consider them untamped. Ryan, Ryan's going to put 500 on the stars for the cup right now. Go to go to DraftKings.com. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, and I think that's that's a good time to to kind of wrap it up here tonight, Chris. There's so many other things we could talk about, but we'll I'm sure we'll talk about, about it. Sunday. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Sunday. So once again, special episode Sunday night. We're kind of looking like eight, nine, ten o'clock ish, depending we'll on we'll tweet about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I will tweet about it. And uh we're really looking forward to this, you guys. I I've never been more excited in my life and I was super excited when the Stars went to the Stanley Cup final in the bubble playoffs. This team is different. This feels different. It's our time. This is it. Please go and check out sarcasticremarks.com for all the latest news regarding our podcast. If you'd like to support us and what we do here, please go and check out sarcasticremarksshop.com for all the latest merch options from our podcast. That's the best way to support us. If you're listening live, we really appreciate it. There's been about 21 at max in uh, in our chat room tonight and watching us live. We appreciate you guys listening to us live. And for those of you that are listening afterwards, we also appreciate you guys as well. The a- expectations are gone, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, Just man. through the roof. Along with Chris, my name is Ryan. Signing off for the regular... Oh, what terrible Soda. timing. Oh. We will see you guys on Sunday when the Stars take on Seattle, Minnesota, or the LA Kings in the first round of the 2023 playoffs. Chris, take us out. GG, boys.